Я думаю, что каждый тоже изменился. Вы можете измениться. You're listening to WowFireRadio.com presents the Jerry Torres program. No bad news, no sad news, no politics, no religion, just happy fun stuff. And now, here's your host, Jerry Torres. Five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy and Tits McGee. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Thank you! Yes! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Jerry Therese program here on wildfireradio.com every Wednesday at 8 p.m. I'm going to try to make it every Wednesday uh, due to the fact that I'm going through some things right now. Nothing bad. You know, I'm just trying to get some shows set up. So it might be on a Wednesday and another Wednesday off and on. But as always, I contact and I like to welcome my producer, Taylor Kardakis. Give it up for him, people. Oops, damn it. Taylor. <laughs> Thanks. What's going on, my man? Nothing. How are you? Good. Good, man. I just, uh, I had, I'm eating healthy. And I had the uh, crowd shut up. Anyway, and um, pieces of crap. And I bought the uh, roasted red tomatoes and green beans, but I wanted more. So I saw Joe eating his uh, his uh, chili. I was like, man, where's the Wawa? Went over there, got some Wawa, came back, and uh, and it smelled. Are they sniffing glue back there? Or. <laughs> Yeah, we're, I we're, hear it. <laughs> we're putting some new uh, sound diffusers up. This smells good. Oh no, my you're good. God. I think you can smell it. <laughs> no, when I walked in, I was like, what the hell is going on in here? So they're like remodeling in here, huh? Uh, just putting new uh, soundboards on the walls in there. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. You know. So uh, are they adding anything new studios or just uh, leaving the ones that we have here? I will get there, yeah. All right. Cool, man. All right. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, well, that. Uh, Oh my God! I forgot the name of the show that was on before me. Um, they're gonna kick my ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I was hungry. What was the name of the show? Next time I'll write it down. What do they talk about? Hockey. <laughs> what, what? What? Which team? Flyers. <laughs> and what do you think about when you say the Flyers? Uh, Broad Street Bullies? <laughs> Broad Street Hockey. Broad Street Hockey. Yes, Broad Street Hockey. They were on before me. So uh, I'd like to thank those guys for coming on. Very nice people. Very uh, knowledgeable on the world of hockey. So uh, anyway, the Flyers had lost last night. But, I mean, God, they won, like, the what, the last eight games? Did they, kind of, sort of? Uh, I think so. I, I, nine. Nine, nine, games, nine games. Oh, my God, man. Well, football's officially over. And it sucks, man. And uh, I can't get my soundboard up. What the hell's going on here? Anyway, so hockey's—I ofi- mean, for hockey, football's officially over, and it sucks, man. So, what do you think of the Super Bowl? We'll get into that later on. But did you see it? Yeah, of course. That's uh, that's us. <laughs> We're sniffing coke and glue. If anybody wants to join in, feel free. Yeah. Well, before that. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, let me see if I can get another good one in here. If I get air canister, there we go. Here's a good one right here. <laughs> yeah, come on, pass it down, man. Here we go. You guys expect me to back there? <laughs> oh my God! Well. We'll get into the Super Bowl later. It was horrible. I I only watched like 30 minutes of it, and I knew it was going to suck. So I'll get into what I watched before that. But uh, other than that, man, um, welcome one and all. I'd like to read you some of the sponsors real quick before we begin the show. Also, I might have my first guest next week, uh, next Wednesday, if I can get on. Uh, But I'll get into that. If you're, uh, God damn it, man, where are my glasses? See what I mean? See what I mean? See what happens? 
glasses on. I left them in the car. I got my backup glasses, though. Thank God, man. Well, let's see. If you need a band, if it does a party going on, Valentine's Day is around the corner. So if you need a band to play some romantic music for your lady, uh, hire this band. They are called Off the Hook. They're available for club days, parties, corporate events, etc. Rock for the ages, new, old, and alternative. Contact Jim at 609-694-8719. Or contact or send him an email at offthehooknj at comcast.net. Or check out their uh, Facebook page at www.facebook.com backslash off the hook New NJ, which technically is New Jersey. All right. So if you need that band to play some great rock and roll, like soft, soft jams, pretty much this is the band off the hook. And here we go. All right. So rock for the ages, new or old with off the hook. Yeah. All right, and if your car needs inspection or reinspection, go to Semraj Auto. Semraj Auto voted Burlington County's best auto repair service and New Jersey State approved reinspection and emissions repair facility. New Jersey State and certified technicians. Semraj Auto, located at 1609 Route 38, West Limited, New Jersey. Check out his website at semraj.com or give him a call to set up an appointment at 609 267 5500 Sam Auto. They ought to know about what? Well, your auto. Yeah. God damn it. That's the wrong one. Oh, here we go. Jesus Christ. What the hell is that? That was so cutting. Oh my god, I'll play this one. <laughs> uh, something better than that. There we go. Sam Roger, they don't know about your auto. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> god. Also, I'm getting this lady too on my program this month. Uh, her name, if you want a caricature done, like for weddings, parties, or uh, whatever event that you're having, hire this woman. She's a very talented artist. Her name is Tiffany Case. Tiffany Case, characters done, hand-drawn projects for that special event. Reach out to her at tiffanyacase at gmail.com or give her a call at 609-864-5926. Tiffany Case, hand-drawn projects for that special event. She did my caricature. She's doing more characters of me. And when I have her on my show, she's going to do characters of the guys in the studio. So get ready, Taylor. Trim that beard up. Look nicer. Look very presentable because you're going to have a nice, beautiful character of yourself so you can hang it up there and everybody can see you and love you. Yes. <laughs> Where's my all sound? God damn it. Here we go. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I still have my black 2013 Dodge Challenger. It is so far so good, man. I feel like one of those guys in the movies, that the good guy driving the black car. That's what, how I feel, man, from Batman to, to Knight Rider uh, to what? Mad Max, whatever, man. And where I got it? Well, I got it at Lucas Dodge Auto Chrysler Jeep dealership located at Lumberton, 1624 Route 38, Lumberton, New Jersey. Check them out at their website at www.lucascars.com or give them a call at 609-267-3400. If five-star quality for a five-star dealership, they got me a great deal and great monthly payment. They will work with your credit. These people are good. And the guy that helped me, well, ladies and gentlemen, he's not a country star singer, though he looks like an out-of-work country star singer that works at an auto dealership, Harry Kutch Jr. He really helped me and worked with me for four hours in there. So I got a great car, and you can too. So check them out. Lucas Dodge Chrysler Jeep, located again at 1624 Route 38, Lumberton, New Jersey. And if you want, they're great salespeople on the floor, but my guy is Harry Cutts Jr. Yeah! All right, people. So now let us begin to begin, as I always say on my show, and as you heard on the promo, there is no bad news, no sad news, no politics, and no religion. Yes, 
And sooner or later, Valentine's Day is around the corner, people. And my birthday is next Friday, man. I'll be 47 years old. And I don't look it, do I? And you laugh. What the hell are you laughing at? <laughs> what? What is it? Why, 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 why? Talk what? to me, man. Talk to me, brother. Talk to me, my man. Nothing? Nothing? Well, you're insecure about your age? No, I'm not insecure at all, man. I feel very well secured. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, like turning 47, the thing is, I don't look it, which is great. It's a good feeling. You know what I mean? Um, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> no, but I feel, um, I feel good. You know, being middle-aged, not married to no kids and saving money. That's awesome. That's a great feeling to have. And you're what, 20? Six? Seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're youngin', man. You you pretty much uh, if you have a girlfriend, that's awesome. But I'm at an age right now where marriage and having kids is like the last thing on my mind right now. So I don't know, ladies. So if you if you're looking for a guy that's like uh, you know, uh, yeah, scream for me, ladies. Uh huh. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm enjoying it, but I'll get into that later, man. Jesus Christ, man. What the hell's going on with my soundboard today? Oh, anyway. So, pretty much like I was saying earlier, uh, Super Bowl was horrible. And, uh, you know, and last week was like, what, nine degrees, negative nine degrees. Today, for the past two days, it was like 53, 63. Great summer weather, man. I wore my thong, my assless chaps. And uh, my pumps, and woo, was I nice and cool out there? <laughs> no, I did not wear those, man. That was that's for July, but um, yeah, man, I was surprised that we had some great weather finally. You know that the cold vortex sounds like a soap product or something, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's heading out west, man. So let Maine get it. You know, let them feel the damn cold. But I'm happy that we're getting these pads. My car is dirty as hell, too. Oh, my God. I hate that. Nice weather. You're driving around in a salty, snow-covered... It's like Peter North did a drive-by in my car. That's what it looked like. You don't know who Peter North is, right? I think Joe would know. Ask Joe if he knows who Peter North is. I mean, I can assume. All right. He Context is, clues. All right. Well, context clues. Okay. Well, he is a very all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it as clean as possible because uh, I'm trying to be clean. Trump, get the hell. I'm gonna get it. He's a porn star. All right. Very legendary porn star that's been known to uh, deliver love yogurt. You know, <laughs> at a great distance. <laughs> you know. Hey, you asked. All right. You know. But, uh, yeah, so that's what pretty much what my car looks like. Well, now it's raining, so it's pretty much all covered. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> like, I just drove by, he's like, yeah, all over Jerry's car. <laughs> oh, my God, man. <laughs> I'm so glad there's a window there, so he won't. Well, I should not do that because he controls the board. I just got my laptop and my tablet and the microphone here, so he's definitely gonna screw with me. So you know what the hell with it. There you go. Anyway, so I gotta wash my car tomorrow. I gotta go to the orthodontist tomorrow. I'm getting my Invisalign braces. Yeah, the Invisalign for my bottom teeth. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I had to change the subject real quick. <laughs> That was real fast, right? Dad, Jerry got talent. Yeah, I know, you know. <laughs> anyway, so the cold is gone. Back to the cold thing again. And uh, um, I'm trying to, uh, there's a, another guest that I'm working on. She's incredibly beautiful and keeps herself in great shape. Her name is Eileen Reyes. And uh, she has, has her own product. She's developing her own workout uh, business and everything like that. And I'm going to have her on my show hopefully next week or the following week, Wednesday, uh, so we can talk about workout techniques and everything else. For me, losing weight, um, I'm still trying. I'm doing a lot of cardio, but I'm more going to go to the, uh, I don't know, uh, cardio or stuff like that. This is something else. I forgot the other word for it. But anyway, so I'm definitely going to get in shape for the summer. So, uh, let me see. I did the union. Oh, oh, and I got my taxes done, man. Did you get them done? No, I haven't started yet. Oh, dude. I go into H&R Block. I've been going to them for six years. They did my taxes. They do it right. 
I had a family accountant years ago. May he burn in hell. Uh, he took a lot of money from me and my family. The screwball dickbag that he is. Yeah, I said it. Dickbag, all right? And uh, so I'm happy I went to this guy. Oh, there's my shotgun. There you go. And then I'm going to cap his ass. So I've been going in for years. But then, you know, what? one day I went to H&R Block. And they set up my taxes and everything, and I got great return. Not only that, to pay them, they take it out of your return. That's it. Plain and simple. You don't have to write a check or give them cash, you know. But they do look at your background to make sure that, you know, the IRS is not after you. They're very compassionate people. So H&R Block, I got a great return coming back really soon. Also, if you need a loan, need the money really fast, they do a loan for you. So you get the loan. It's in a credit card or they put it into your account. And then you repay the loan when the day of your return comes in. So that's how can, so there's no worries about monthly payments or nothing like that. So that's what's great about H&R Block. Thank you so much. And let's see. All right, people. So that's enough what I got to say, man. How was your weekend, Taylor? Anything? Do anything? Do <laughs> Uh, Just worked and then, uh, yeah, children watch the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, God, man. I You know what, though? I, uh... I really did not like it. I'll be honest with you. Um, I thought it was going to be good, and I kept saying to myself, "Had um, like the Kansas City Chiefs won and they were in it, I would have watched it." And I'm tired of the Patriots going. It's not a jealousy thing. It's like oversaturation. You know what I mean? It's like enough. God damn it, enough. Now they're trying to get beat uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. What is? It? They got seven now. Seven Pittsburghs. Yeah, Pitt got seven. Uh, Pittsburgh got seven. Yeah. So, I want Pittsburgh to remain <laughs> the most titles. All right? And But like I said, had the Kansas City Chiefs won and went to the Super Bowl, I would have watched it. You know, because remember when these two played and they scored up yeah. to 50 points? Wow! That was a freaking game. This game sucked donkey balls and elephant uh, testicles. I went clean there. It was horrible. It was really bad. I'll get into that later when I get into the world of sports. So I changed the channel and uh, I watched the full fight of the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. That was funny. Pacquiao had that fight all the way through. And like I said when I talked about it before, uh, Broner, Adrian the Bitch Broner, um, really was a effing, he was a, a sore loser. A sore loser. I mean, yeah, he gave his props to Pacquiao, but... When he lost, he said, no, I had this fight. I had this fight. Dude, there's other fights. Don't worry about it. Just bow gracefully. You lost. That's it. Anyway, so other than that, let's go into the world of good news, people. So uh, a chef winning the lottery, a $250,000 lottery in, uh, what was the hell? What was it? In Charlotte, North Carolina. This is good news, man. I like what this guy did. It was a scratch-off. So he paid for a scratch-off. And he won $250,000. And Mendoza is a chef, a professional chef. Now, this is what he did with the winnings. This is what I like what this guy did. He In this cafeteria, he expanded his cafeteria. And he's from the Dominican Republic, so he cooks Latin food. So, so he made it into a small village just to feed the homeless. And, the, and during the time when Douche Trump uh, had to put the federal workers out of work, he was feeding them. Ain't that nice? So this is what he did with his winnings. And he donated some of the money to uh, the people that needed uh, the, to the, the federal workers that were out of work for a while. Plus, he uh, expanded his kitchen for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for to help these people, plus the homeless. So this is what this guy did, man. It was excellent. This guy's name was, uh, and I believe I said it before, Chef Roberto Mendoza. And... Uh, so, like I said, he walked into a gas station, bought a $5 scratch-off, won $250,000. Of course, he did pay some of his bills in there and there, but he really wanted to help his uh, the public. So he expanded his cafeteria, bought so much food, and he helped these people that were out of work, plus the homeless, to feed them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's a good thing, man. I like this. You know what I mean? Good news, people. None of that politics bullshit or... or Oh, what is it? What else is that that people... Oh, yeah, people that are dying and none of that stuff. You know what I mean? If you look it up, yeah, there's a lot of good news out there in the world. Am I right? Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much, man. All right. All right. You smart. Thank you. 
You very smart. Thank you. Taylor does not think so. Can you repeat that so you can hear it again, please? You smart. See what I mean? See? Oh, you ass wipe. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Champagne. Yes, yeah, great strip club. Go over there. Uh, great lot of women. So if you walk in, this is what you'll hear. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot to mention them. And they don't pay me. I don't know why I'm mentioning them. All right. So I got a lot of couple shows lined up pretty soon. All right, people. So now we're going to go somewhere a little different. Let me see here. If I can get my tablet up. God damn it, man. Oh, no, no. Please do not tell me my tablet is dead. Oh, crap. Oh, suck balls. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's alive. My tablet is alive. <gasps> oh, my God. I thought my tablet was dead. <whistles> all right, all right. Oh, great. I just did the stupidest sound effect ever. Anyway, people, so now, once I get this up and running, we are going into... <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell is wrong with my tablet, man? You son of a bitch. We're going to go into the world of cards as soon as this, my tablet is up and running. Oh, I love Amazon. I will never put them down. <laughs> Not yet. Ah, oh, here we go. All right, perfect. There we go. That's what I want. I knew I should have had it up early before. So, but I was hungry. I was hungry. I had to go to Wawa, and I, I bought uh, this is what I bought from Wawa: Napa style chicken salad croissant, dried cranberries, and walnuts. And was it tasty? Well, yes, it was. So I enjoyed it. It kind of filled me up a bit. You know, I'm trying to watch what I eat. All right, people. Now we got it up and running. All right, let's go now. Oh, son of a bitch. There we go. There we go. It's going to the world of cars. God damn it. Oh, oh, oh my God. This is a, my, my show runs on perfection, people. Here we go. World of cars. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Excuse me, sir. You failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, people. Now to the world of cars. Now, this car is from the movie Carrie. If anyone has ever seen it, it's a Stephen King novel. It became a movie. It was a very good movie from 1983. But uh, it, the car that was in the movie was a 1958 Plymouth Fury. Yes, it was a Plymouth. Everybody thought it was a Cadillac. It was not a Cadillac. It was not a Lincoln. It was a Plymouth Fury. Yes. The last, well, it was a V8 engine. It had uh, shark fins, white wall tires, hard top, and a beautiful fiery cherry red color. Now, in the movie, the car was possessed by this evil demon and stuff like that. So, anytime the car goes into an accident or got crushed, it would pretty much uh, reenact, whatever it goes, rebirth itself, put it that way. So, the car was great, and uh, in the movie, it was beautifully done. It kept playing like this song over and over again, the same song. The original, now they used pretty much three or four cars in the movie, and they crashed up <laughs> some of them. The last remaining one, kept in great condition, was sold at an auction. Uh, for, let me see. So I'm sorry, they used 20 cars for it in the movie, and only two of them still exist. So one is a stunt vehicle with an automatic transmission and now resides in the hands of a private Clayton, Ohio collector named Elena Hill, who paid $198,000 for this car. Original price when it first came out was $6,000. Can you believe that? And during the 50s. God, how I wish these cars cost that much. But anyway, so... The Plymouth Fury, whose unique standard equipment includes an evil, indestructible vengeance that will destroy anyone in her way. She seduces a 17-year-old Arnie Cunningham, played by Keith Gordon, who becomes consumed with passion for her sleek, rounded, chrome-laden. She demands his complete, unquestionable devotion, and when outsiders seek to interfere, they become the victims of Christine's horrifying wrath. So it was a beautiful car. The only one that still remains is in Clayton, Ohio, owned by Elena Hill. She paid $198,000. But anyway, it's a beautiful car. It's a great, scary movie. So that is your car of the week. It is the 1958 Plymouth Fury from the 1983 film Carrie. Yeah. 
I just really farted in here, so be careful when that door opens. Use your beard to clog your nostrils, all right? <laughs> it was that cranberries making me pass gas. Why? You know? Anyway, Joe heard that, right? Okay, tell him to keep sniffing that glue. He'll be safe. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Uh, all right. And let me see here. Okay, people. So now we are going into the world of food. If I can find a goddamn sandwich sound effect. Here we go. Let's go into the world of food, people. Make me a sandwich. All right. So. Oops. Here we go. Uh, your food of the week is called. Now, this is what it's called. And I saw it on Pinterest. And I think I might make it. It's called the Meatball Bomb. All right. Now, if you are looking for something to please your whole family, it's called the Meatball Bomb. Now, what it is, you grab dough. You grab meatballs already set and done. And then you wrap it like a, like a pie, like a cannoli, whatever. And then you put it in the oven. But you have to put cheese and marinara sauce in there. You can get creative. You can put vegetables. You can put whatever you like in it. It's your Meatball Bomb. That's what it's called. Now, you stuff it in there, you wrap it up with a dough. You can use a Pillsbury Doughboy dough, whatever. So you wrap it up nice and neat. You put it in the oven for like a good 15 to 30 minutes, right? Wait till the dough is nice and brown. Then you pop it back out. And if you're a meatball, you can use any size meatball and it'll come out. Everything is so melted. The meatballs become so tender and... It's called the meatball bomb. That's what it's called. It looks like a pie, but it's not really a pie. It looks like a, like a calzone. That's what it looks like. But except in a calzone, it's just like ham, pepperoni, or sometimes vegetables in it. And, you know, this is called the meatball bomb. It's just meatballs with mozzarella cheese and marinara sauce. But like I said, it's in the recipe and the chef that does it. He said, you can get creative. You can put vegetables. You, some kid put um, Cheetos in his. Can you believe that? A kid put Cheetos in it. I think that's cute. Hey, I'm on a diet, so I can't do that no more. God damn it. As much as I want to so bad, I cannot do that. Make me a sense. But anyway, so you bake it in the oven for 15 to 30 minutes, and everything comes out oozy-goozy, and it's delicious. It looks really delicious. Now, I'm a meatball lover myself. But, um, I mean, I don't know who probably made this. It was probably great to make for this past sucky Super Bowl. But all in all, that is your food of the week. It is called the Meatball Bomb. So go on Pinterest.com or uh, Food Network, type it up, and you'll see it. It looks freaking good. So that's what I highly recommend is your food of the week. It is the Meatball Bomb. Hooray! Make me a sandwich. I'm so freaking pissed, man. Anyway. Alright, now to the world of movies. January was a sucky year. It was a it's sucky start, put it that way, for movies. It I don't know, man. Oh. oh sorry, people I had to drink my water. Not that many movies came out in January. Everything was horrible. Um, there was not like nothing that broke box office records except for glass, which was number one at the box office. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan, people, a lot of people were thinking that this movie was going to suck, but I heard a lot of, uh, you know, reviews that it was a bad movie, you know, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's M. Night Shyamalan. So, oh, shoot, there we go. So a lot of people said that the movie sucked. So long, sucker! But, I don't know, man, would I see it? Nah, wait till it comes out on DVD or cable or illegal hookup or something like that. But that was number one at the box office for the third week in a row. But uh, up and coming, what movie that I'm going to go see is Lego Movie 2, but I'm still waiting for Captain Marvel and Avengers and Shazam. So those are the movies that I'm really waiting for. So I'm glad January is over. The sucky movies are done with. So now the real movies can come out for February, March, and April. So we'll see what happens, people. All right. Well, let's now go to movie recommendation. Now, movie recommendation is movies that I've seen and that I love and I recommend for you to go see it. And Taylor, I recommend a lot of movies to Taylor. He's a young guy, you know what I mean? I don't know if he saw it, but I mean, hopefully in the future, he'll say, hey, Jerry, I saw Good, the Bad, the Ugly. It was classic. I loved it. Three hours long as shit, but it was good. I loved it. But 
Movies that I've seen, like, such as sci-fi, action, drama, western, sports, classic, and the movie that I highly recommend. It is the 1952 classic, and I'll say it, Singing in the Rain. That's it. Yeah, I said it. And uh, it is a classic movie. I love it. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to type in the song right now. There we go. It is. Let me see. Let me see if I got it right here. Let me see the original one. God damn it. There we go. All right. Here we go. With my favorite. God, I hate these promos. I really do. I came close to punching my tablet. <laughs> oh, my God. There we go. So it starred my legend, my favorite actor and performer, Gene Kelly, Debbie Reynolds, and Donald O'Connor. And it is one of the best films ever made as a musical. I love musicals, but they have to be really good, like West Side Story. And yes, um, The Blues Brothers was considered a musical. It was really funny. But this movie itself, this is one of the songs that uh, Gene Kelly sang in the movie. It was from the title of the movie, Singing in the Rain. Here's the beginning of it. You hear it? Oh man, that's a classic, man. I feel like singing in the rain. It is raining outside. Oh, I love this movie. Anyway, so. This is movie is classic and is one of the greatest and most successful musicals ever filmed. Filled with memorable songs, lavish routines, and Kelly's fabulous song and dance number performed in the rain. Set during the advent of talkies. This is when movies started to talk and film. Don Lockwood has risen to stardom during Hollywood's silent movie era. Paired with the most beautiful, jealous, and dumb Lena Lamont, and when Lockwood becomes attracted to the young studio singer Kathy Selden, Lamont has her fired. But the introduction of the talking pictures, Lockwood finds her, his career in jeopardy after audiences laugh when they hear Lampot speak in her shrill voice for the first time, until the studio decides to use Selden to dub her voice. It Now, that's... The, the the woman in the film, like before it's time the movies were done, now when they said, no, she can speak in movies, but when she talked like this, everybody was like, whoa, what the hell was that? But the movie was directed by Stanley Doden and Gene Kelly, written by Betty Comden and Adolph Green. It was in theaters January 1st, 1952, and the runtime is 102 minutes. It was movie production company was MGM Grand. And I love this movie, especially the dance that Gene Kelly's doing right now. Now, I've taken dance lessons. I can do that. Yes, I can. I'm very confident to do those dance moves that he's done. Um, give me a couple weeks and I'll master that performance. But, and I'm being literally serious when I say it, I can do it. And it's a movie great for family and friends to watch this film. No, it's not gay, all right? But anyway, it's one of the most classic films ever and I highly recommend for anyone out there to go see it. It's Singing in the Rain, starring my man, the legendary actor, performer, Mr. Gene Kelly. So that is one of the movies that I highly recommend is Singing, the 1952 classic, Singing in the Rain. Yes. All right, people. Let me see here. Okay. I'm still going to keep thinking of the song. All right. There we go. Anyway, so I'm going to pause this right now. Okay, so back to what I was doing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now we're going to go to Tough Guys in Films. Yes. That's right, people. Tough Guys that were legendary in movies. That's right. To One Tough All right. And your tough guy of all films is the late, great, Mr. Robert Charles Mitchum. Yes, Robert Mitchum for short. Born August 6, 1917, passed away July 1st, 1997. Now, he was an American film actor, director, author, poet, composer, and singer. Yes, this tough guy was a poet. Yes. He was in many, many great films, man. I mean, there's a list. 
Out of the Past, The Night of the Hunter, Cape Fear. Yes, he was in the original Cape Fear, the, way, the character played by Robert De Niro. And he was an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for the Story of G.I. Joe. And plus, he also great played in another great film, The Longest Day, a classic Western film called Rio Bravo. This guy appeared in probably over 40 or 50 films. And um, classic American cinema, he's one of the toughest guys. Plus, he had a great delivery, a great look about him. And there's no other actor that could be compared to him. So that is your tough guy of the films, Mr. Robert Mitchum. One tough sucker. All right. Now, here we go. The world of sports. <sighs> yes, it sucked. Okay. Suck, suck, sucked. All right. Let me get in here. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on here. Here we go. Ah, here we go. Slurp. Yes, sucked. It really did. Oops. Yeah, it did. No, shoot. What the hell was that? Anyway. Um... I didn't like it. It was horrible. So, I mean, Taylor, scale rate, scale one to ten. What do you think of the game? Like well, a six. Like a six. Yeah. I was gonna say from a scale of zero to one. What you think? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's better than blowout. Yeah. Like I said, I only watched the first, the last thirty minutes. I couldn't take it. It was horrible. And um, I don't know. I, and I said to people. Had the damn Kansas City Chiefs were in this, it probably would have been a 10 times more exciting. But it was not. So I didn't like it at all. And uh, I don't care about the Patriots winning. I just, when I said watch a football game, it has to be great. It has to be legendary. It has to like really get the scores up. And this game did not do it. It did not. Um, I don't know. But uh, I'm gonna sniff. I'm so I'm so pissed off. With it. Give me some of that glue, Joe, is sniffing back there. Oh, that's what I needed, man. Want some? You know? You sure? Good. More for me. All right. Oh, someone left their bong in here. <laughs> yeah, it uh, made me feel so much better. Yeah, it was a horrible. So you know what I did, and this is what I did. I changed the channel. And I watched National Geographic Most Dangerous and Poisonous Animals. Yes! I'm not kidding. Yeah, I did. You know, there's a pit viper in New Jersey. I'm not kidding. There's a pit vipers in New Jersey. They're in the woods up north, though. I did not know that. But they're very harmless. They, you know, they, don't, they don't like they see somebody that jump and attack. No, no, they, they're very, like, they're hidden. You know, as long as you don't provoke them, you're fine. You know, they, they see people, they hide. That's what they do. I mean, they eat mice, bugs, and all that stuff. But they say if you come across uh, a pit viper, don't get scared. Don't provoke it. Just let it just slither by. I was like, wow. And did you know that, uh, Daddy, Daddy, listen, listen. <laughs> did you know that the uh, bull shark is the most number one most dangerous shark in the world? It can swim in fresh water and attack you at knee-high water. Yeah! So, don't laugh. That's knowledge. You know, I'm going to play a shark sound if I can find one. That was my last ex-girlfriend that sounded like that. But anyway, so that's what I did. I changed the channel. I became so knowledgeable. It was like four hours of this show, which I love animals, but damn it. Yeah, I got to learn so much about what are poisonous and what are not. So, the most dangerous animals are located in Australia, New Zealand, Africa, and South America. So, <laughs> man, was I good. That Super Bowl was as boring as getting my teeth drilled. Oh, this is great. Oh, God. Anyway. So, the Super Bowl is over. Football season's over. It's on to baseball and basketball. Um, not that much happened into the uh, boxing and UFC, which it will be this weekend. Well, anyway, so again, we wait till next season. And by the way, I have your 20 bucks in my wallet. I forgot to give it to you. I'll give it to you right after the show. So you earned it, my man. No, 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 no. No, we placed a bet. I, I pay my debts. So I said the Browns were going to go, but they won games, but they didn't go. So, you know, that what are you going to do? All right. So I owe him today and I will pay him his money. There you go. 
I'd rather get my teeth drilled than to give him my 20 bucks, which he's gonna do right now. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. What the hell was that? Anyway. Alright, people, now let's go to your love TKO woman of the week. Yes. Now it's time for Dr. Daddy Love, hosted by Jerry Torres. Anyway, your love TKO woman of the week. Now, this was the woman that I mentioned before, but I forgot her name. Now, she is very beautiful. She's very attractive. She's got a great quality and spirit about her. She was born October 20th, 1964, as an American attorney, politician, and a member of the Democratic Party. Now, again, I know I said I don't uh, vote and I don't do talk about politics. But in this case, like I said before, I'm going to vote for this woman if she runs for president of the United States. And I want to be I want America to have the first female plus black female president. And uh, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Because I'm tired of these MAGA people and all these people that, you know, it's, it's just, this country's screwing up because of this guy. But I believe in this woman. And uh, she's a United States Senator for California since 2017. She previously served her 32nd Attorney General in California from 2011 to 2017. District Attorney of San Francisco, 2004 to 2011. Oh my God, there's so much of the list. Anyway, President of the United States in the 2024 election. So, ladies and gentlemen, and since now I remember this woman's name, I'm going to give it to you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, your love, TKO. There we go. Your love, TKO. Woman of the week is. Miss Senator Kamala Devi Harris. Yes. Woo. My God. She's very attractive. And I know part of the Secret Service is listening on this. If anything, Taylor was the one that did it to me. Okay. I blame him. Yeah, I'm stitching them out. I don't care. <laughs> if I go, I'm bringing everybody with me. Anyway. So, congratulations, Miss, <clears throat> excuse me, Kamala, Miss Kamala Devi Harris. You are the love TKO woman of the week. Yes. Oh, my God. Listen to that crowd. This crowd loves you. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can chase me around the room, Miss Harris, and you'll hear this music. Yes. That's how attractive she is. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, man. All right, people. So now we're going to go to this segment. I got plenty of time. Cool. Now, I had another segment that I had that I was working on, but I didn't have the time to finish it. But thanks God, to uh, Pinterest, I found this very interesting. I hope I did not erase it. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. Here it is. Okay. <clears throat> it's called Myth or Truth. You're going to like this, man. Now, the thing is about myth or truth, it's stuff that you see in movies, right? And the reality is you think, oh, it's like that. In reality, it's not like that at all. So here's one of the myths that people think it is. All right, myth. If there is a hole in an airplane body, everyone will be sucked out through it, right? That's a myth. Here's the truth. Air pressure between the cabin and the atmosphere outside will be stabilized in a few seconds. It will just be a quiet, noisy in the cabin afterward. So in other words, like you see in the movies, when a window gets cracked, all of a sudden it breaks open or a bullet goes through the, uh, the window or something like that. Everybody, you see everybody flying out. In reality, it's not like that at all. The pilots know what to do. They go to a lower, they lower the, uh, the air level. You know what I mean? So in other words, they fly down at a low rate, at a low rate. So that way the pre cabin pressure, you won't be sucked out. So... That's pretty much the myth and the truth. So, here's another myth and truth. All right. If there's a ramp on the road, a car will take off, fly into the sky, and a, up to a dozen feet high, and will easily land. Now, how many times have we seen this in films and TV show 
where you see a car jumping off a ramp or something like that, and all of a sudden it goes flying through the midair. Now, Kit, the guard from Knight Rider, that's true. That that car can survive. Yes, but I'm talking about other cars like the General Lee or stuff like that. Now, you see these cars flying in midair, and they land on all fours, and the car is undamaged. Well, here's the truth. What will happen? If a car flies off a ramp and lands, the truth is what happened to the car is the suspension mounting will be damaged after such a leap, or a car may even turn over. So in other words, you're going to bust your axle, dent your rims, and pretty much bust everything that's in the car. So that's pretty much your myth and truth. Yes, I should have some sound effects in here. Here we go. Oh yeah! All right, so let's go for more because we got plenty of time right here. <clears throat> myth or truth? All right, the James Bond films. Here we go. Now, how many times have you seen this in films where they're running and there's a big explosion? You see a fireball in the back. Well, here's the thing: the myth. When a bomb explodes, a huge fireball rises into the sky. Well, here's the truth. When a bomb explodes, only dust and debris will fill the air. So in other words, once a bomb explodes, you won't see the fireball like you see in films. What you'll see is the dust and the debris pretty much behind it. It'll look gray. That's what it would look like. It would not look like a big flaming orange ball right behind you. So that's pretty much one of the myth or truths. All right, let's go to another one. All right, here's another myth or truth. Myth: If a picture from a CCTV is enlarged, you can see people's faces. Now, how many times have you seen this in TV and films, where they're talking to somebody through closed circuit television, and you can clearly see their face, and then talking to them back and forth? Now, mind you, this is a closed circuit television, not like we have in the phones and tablets where you can talk to someone clearly. In truth, closed circuit TV cameras have a low resolution. When enlarged, a picture will be pixelated. So in other words, you're going to be talking to squares. That's what you're going to be talking to. Lame, boring, corny squares. All right? Yeah. Where the hell is my damn mind? Yes, who is it? Yes. Hey, kids. How y'all doing? Did you bring your hot moms like I asked? Good. Let me know what time your hot mom's going to be on the stage at Club Champagne, okay? Me and Taylor and Joe will be there, all right? Okay, kids? All right, now go home. It's a school night, all right? All right, ladies. All right, your hot moms. Get back on the stages up there. Get back into uh, Club Champagne. Oh, my God. All right, back to my myth and truth. Anyway, these kids interrupted me. Here's another myth and truth. All right. Myth. Now, we've seen this in the movie Die Hard. You saw the movie Die Hard, right? Now, remember when we was crawling through the vent? All right. Now, here's the myth. You can easily hide in a ventilation shaft. Now, here's the truth. Ventilation shafts are very narrow. So, in other words, they're designed that way in case somebody's sneaking in, you know, to re-steal something or to sneak out. They're not designed that way. So in the movie Die Hard, they, it was a, a stage prop. Basically, that's what I saw the making of it. Because they knew, the producers knew, and the director, they wanted to film them going through a ventilation shaft. But the truth was, it, were too, it was too narrow for, for Bruce Willis to go through. So they tried different uh, areas, but they couldn't do it. So they had to build one to fit him to go through. This scene where he goes, uh, oh, come to the coast, get a couple of laughs. I feel like a TV dinner in this, you know. That was a stage thing. So basically that was separated. So vents are really narrow. They're not like shaped for a person's body. All right, I could do you one more if you all like. Aren't you liking this? Yeah, I know you are. Okay, great. <laughs> this is this is what you signed up for, Don't Taylor. You hear me loud and clear? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Shut up. All right. Oh, man. Are we good? Yeah. Oh, my God. We are definitely good on time. Bingo. All right. So let's see what we got here. Uh, drink some water real quick. Oh. Woo. Man, I needed that. I told you I'm farting in here like crazy. You know? <laughs> it's that sandwich I ate. 
All right, people. One more myth and truth. All right, myth. Now, we've seen these in piranha films. Now, uh, now everybody thinks that piranhas can attack a human when they jump into the water. Piranhas were not like that, all right? Piranhas can devour a human body in a matter of seconds. Now, we've seen this through many films and movies. And I've seen piranhas, you know, up close and personal and in their own natural habitat. When I was in South America, this was many years ago. I was 15 years old. But uh, the truth about piranhas, piranhas are really timid and cautious fish. No cases of human death from piranha attacks have ever been recorded. So in other words, they're like other fish. You jump in, they scatter. They swim away from you. Now, the people are like, oh, but they have attacked animals in the water. Yes, but these animals were already dead. Or they probably drowned, and that's this where the piranha, you know, hey, everybody, yeah, we can eat now. So, so basically, if you think that piranhas are like, you know, monsters and stuff like that, they're not really monsters. They're just scared. So, in other words, you jump into a pool of piranha, they're not going to attack you. The braids are going to swim away. That's what they're going to do. Just don't die, and then you won't get eaten up. That's what happens when a piranha bites you. You're going to hear that. <laughs> Under the water. All right, one more myth and truth. All right, now, how many times have we seen this in films? That person is in quicksand, and they sink all the way to the bottom, and you see their hands sticking out. Oh, and then the hand slowly goes down as well. Now, a person can easily drown in quicksand. That's a myth. But here's the truth. Quicksand is quite dense, so no human or animal can drown in it. So in other words, if you're into quicksand, the chances are it'll probably get up to your knees, maybe up to your hips, but that's as far as it goes. And the way to get out of quicksand is that you don't struggle with your legs. You use your upper body and you place your stomach on the mud and gently, slowly move your legs out. It takes time. You're going to get exhausted doing it. But that's how they say it's a way that you can get out of quicksand. So, I don't know if I should do one more myth and truth. Let me see. I did that one. Ah, I could do one more. All right. Here we go. Let me see here if I can get a good sound effect for this one. Uh, all right. Here's one. You ever seen the movie Pulp Fiction? Okay. This, you're going to love this one. Now, the myth, and I remember the scene where he had to pump the, the adrenaline into her chest. You know, like where the, where the dot is, you know what I mean? Just stabbing motion, a stabbing motion. All right. The myth. An adrenaline shot must be done right into the heart. Now, you saw that in the movie, but here's the truth. Truth. Adrenaline should be injected into the veins. So, in other words, eh, a doctor will probably say, hypothetically, that can happen. But adrenaline is pretty much, needles were pretty much designed to go into the vein, not to eject into this, the heart muscle. So basically, you know, what you saw in the movie was pretty much a myth. So, well, that's it for my segment, Myth or Truth. And I'm glad you all liked it. Can I get a round of applause, people? Please, I mean, where the hell is my crowd? What the hell you guys are doing? Where's my crowd at? There we go. Thank you. Yes, Myth or Truth, people. Wow, thank you. Yes. Thank and you're laughing at that. Okay, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you guys. Ah, <laughs> myth or truth. I know you guys loved it. You smart. Oh, you again? Come on. Stop you kissing ass. Smart. I know I'm smart, but thank you. Alright, people. So now let's go to my segment in here. And uh Basically, the word, the tech, I think what I talked about this before. I know, I didn't write it down. But you know what the hell with that? I'm going to talk about it. I still got like a good five minutes. Uh, communication is very important. Like, Taylor and I, I, you know, I consider a good co-worker. You know, we communicate back and forth. You know what I mean? Um, now, normally I like to go, I do solo on my podcast. Uh, when you do 15, 20 people in the room, one talking above the other, you know, that's going to get confusing. But they're communicating, so that's a good thing. Outside the the podcast is, among other things, uh, communications are very important to me, especially when I'm talking to a woman. Um, some women like to text. I don't mind that. They're still considered communication, but I like to talk. Um, 
if you keep connecting with that somebody through communication, that's how in the best way you can get to know that person. Um, through texting, I pretty much have to do it like a writer writing a script. You know, uh, <laughs> add the emotion plus the uh, <laughs> how I'm delivering it. But I see as communication is very keen to developing into something verbally is very important. When you text it or email it, yeah, it is considered tech. Yes, communicating, but verbal communicating is the best way to get across what you're, what's going through your mind and through your heart. Um, I'm a very patient guy, but the thing is, you know, uh, I can't say that I lose my patience pretty quick, but um, it is very important just to understand what's going on in the person's mind. So remember that communication is the best way to understand how that person is feeling, thinking, what they're going through, and they need somebody to talk to just to get to know each other and build something. If you don't communicate, nothing's going to go nowhere. So I would say this to anybody that's out there. Communication is the key. And without communication, there is no key to open up that locking door to understand what y'all are saying or doing. So pretty much just talk it out. Understand where you guys are coming from. Know who you are. And that way you can build something. Am I right, Taylor? We communicate right now. See, I'm talking to you and you're saying something back to me by blinking. Yes. <laughs> there you see. There you go. That's the most important thing. One more thing really quick, and I should have mentioned it earlier. To one of my closest and dearest best friends for, oh, God, 20 years. He is not just my best friend. He is my brother, uh, Anthony Ocasta, who just got a deal with, um, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot. The, the, what's that thing on Nickelodeon um, uh, with Rick and Morty? What do you call that? Uh, oh, my God. I just had it in my freaking brain. Ah! Oh, my God. Anyway, he has he got signed. A, um, he didn't sign a deal, but his cartoon just got picked up. And uh, it's going to be right next to Rick and Morty. Uh, uh, Adult Swim. Woo! Man, I got it. Adult Swim. So he didn't sign a contract yet, but he got the deal. And uh, I'm happy for him. He worked really hard on this. So now, God willing, I could get some voiceover acting work. Plus, I could get more credits. So congratulations, my man, to uh, for your show, Ship Happens. That's the name of this cartoon. To go on Adult Swim, and right, and it's really going to look forward to it. You're going to love this, people. It's a great cartoon. I've I saw him witnessing developing it. So everybody, you're going to love it. So before I end the show, uh, I'm going to play some of these promos while Taylor plays these promos and takes me away. And I shall return, people. I saved money with Liberty Mutual's customized insurance. Oop. Some of it went towards a family trip. I can't say where. Yeah. All right. Oops. Are we good? All right. Anything? Nothing? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm right here, people. And to Eileen Riaz, I might have her here next Wednesday or the following Wednesday on my show. So if she's listening, nothing? I, I don't hear anything. There Are you looking for that New York style and taste? Then go to La Vida's Pizzeria. It has that New York feel and that Italian tasty touch. Mwah! A great place to eat with family and friends. La Vida's Pizzeria, located at 12 High Street, Mount Holly, New Jersey. For pickup or delivery, call 609-267-8957. La Vida's Pizzeria, excellent food, perfect New York taste. Okay, boys, let's see. Oh my God, I, I should have played it. Big ass titties. No, my brother, you need to get your own. All right. That's what I forgot to play. No, I have that. I don't have time to play it now. I'm going to play this from ACDC High Voltage. Here we go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everybody to listening to another edition episode of the Jerry Therese program here on WildfireRadio.com every Wednesday at 8 p.m. I'd like to thank my producer, Taylor Kredekis, for doing a kick-ass job as always. Thank you, Taylor. You did hit your mark. Appreciate it. All right, bud. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back on next Wednesday. Hopefully, I have my guest, Aline Riaz, who is a fantastic body uh, workout guru. She's going to give tips and advice and what to eat, what not to eat, how to exercise, and everything else of her list and stuff. But 
And also, I'm doing a couple shows. March 30th, I'll be performing at a comedy club. I forgot where. Anyway, so next week will be my birthday week. So we're going to celebrate on that. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, whatever religious figure you believe in, may you be blessed. I bid you all a fun, fun do. I'll be back next Wednesday. So I ask you all, please don't go change it. ACDC, high voltage, take me away.